This is the RoboJuice Podcast, where we believe that taking the worry out of web comes from working a plan, using a proven process, and building a solid platform. I'm Kevin Dees, your host, and I'm joined by your co-host, Jeff Carver. Hey, Kevin. How are you? Doing great, Jeff. What do you think about college football starting back up? You excited? Uh, yeah. I mean, I like college football. So what we're going to be talking about today is onboarding. Uh, in, in episode 12, we talked about the relationship and aligning your values so that you understand that it's a good fit and you can work together well. Okay, so now that we move past that, we're into this phase called onboarding. And what we do with onboarding is determine what are some of the things that we need to know to understand how the relationship works on a day-to-day basis or an ongoing basis. So there are things that involve understanding roles and being professional that we just want to kind of check off. So there's six things that we're going to kind of talk through and just kind of make sure that we check off all those boxes as we're moving into the relationship. Yeah, we want that ship to sail real smooth. Yes. So the first one we're going to talk about is um, pretty straightforward. It's a non-disclosure agreement. So very uh, legal version of what can we talk about, what can we not talk about, what can we not talk to others about, and so that things are protected. It's just one of those, like you said, it's a professional thing that we do that says, even as we review it and sign off on it together, we're looking at it and saying, okay, that's the boundaries that we operate within. That's the respect that we have for each other that we're going to deal with before we take another step. Yeah, it's protecting the intimate information that you share when you're in um, a deeper relationship. If you're going on a date and somebody spills their heart to you, you don't just go tell all your friends. Yeah, exactly. So that's just one of those things that we want to make sure that we have um, when we're working with an expert or with a client that those things have been agreed upon that, hey, like we have a a more, like you mentioned, an intimate relationship that we want to be careful of. Exactly. And payment is another step. It's another thing that we look at when we're trying to understand what are the roles you know, keeping things professional. We want to make sure that we have payments moving on a timeline. We want to make sure that people understand who needs to be sending out the check, when that needs to come in, you know, to your point, when things those things get delegated as well and who those go to. Right. So when we work with a client relationship, we want to understand that this is a payment schedule. We've already worked out when we're getting paid, what's the overall amount of money that's going to be spent here. And so we want to make sure that we're getting paid on, on, the, on the basis that we've agreed upon. So when do we need to invoice you to get that payment on our schedule? We need to have that conversation to make sure that we're facilitating in their internal processes and not causing them any stress. Right. Or Two weeks there, early because they write the checks you know, at a specific time and it has to move through a process on their end. Correct. So if you need to get paid on the first, that's when it's scheduled. We aren't sending a check outside of that process. Right. And then also, um, the other thing we've done is if there's somebody in finance or accounting that we can talk directly to so our client is removed from having to worry about that, then we like that too. And sometimes that happens where we can, hey, we just want to be able to contact, we can invoice them either directly or we can talk to them directly if that helps it make easier. So on the flip side of that too is when we're paying people. So if we have experts that we've engaged to help us facilitate part of a plan, we want them to know that you're going to get your money. Um, we're very big about that, um, making sure that people get what they're owed. Mm-hmm. And so we don't withhold money. We don't drag it out. We give it out as we've agreed upon. Right. So part of that, if, if we're the ones paying out, they understand, hey, we're going to pay you. So let us know what, 
let's work out the deal between you and I so that we have an understanding, everybody feels okay, that's been checked off, there's no stress there. And that payment schedule falls hand in hand with the scope of work. And yeah. we all really kind of understand what a scope of work is, but that's to say we're not gonna be collecting payments 12 months after the project's done. Right, yes. With the scope of work, it's just kind of defining what we've agreed to do. So like, is there something that's actually written down that we have signed off on, whether a proposal or estimates or things like that, just making sure that there's something that exists that says, this is what we're going to do and when, or this is what you're going to provide us and when. You know, either one, it depends on the relationship, but just something that's in writing that says what's gonna happen. Absolutely. And that leads us into our fourth point, right? Which is all about working with RoboJuice. And this is an actual process that we have. You know, it's not really always straightforward how a relationship works between two people, especially in the digital space where maybe there's some misunderstanding about how things actually work in the digital space. And so for us, that looks like one of those things working with RoboJuice is having that transparent conversation. And email really isn't the best place to have that transparent conversation. You know, you might not always hit reply all, for example, or you might have conversations going on behind the scenes that don't need to be going on behind the scenes. And so to help alleviate that as part of our working with RoboJuice process, we enforce using certain tools like Basecamp for that transparent conversation. Yeah, it's a good project management tool. Um, and there's something to know too, we, we actually, there's some crossover here too, but we have two versions of this. One is how we work with clients, um, the tools that we use and how that relationship looks. Another one is when we engage experts to help us facilitate a plan for a client or even for ourselves. So there's gonna be slight variations, but yes, the transparent, the project management software piece, something like a base camp, where we can, everybody can have everything in one place. That's one thing that we found is very stressful is, what email was that from? Who sent it to me? What folder is that in? Um, did you text it to me? Did you call me about it? Like, where, where is all this stuff? Um, is it on a flash drive? Is it on a thumb drive? Whatever it may be. So if we have very everything in one, yes, very even just talking about, I'm already getting ah, frustrated. I'm yeah, like, I'm getting oh some my anxiety, goodness. right? So our, one of our things is we want to alleviate stress and worry, right? So if we have it all in one place, there it is. And also to your point about transparency. So we want to be able to have the entire team, the, the approved team, understand the conversations that are happening. And so then we're more accountable to facilitate what's happening and what, where things are, who said what, those type of things versus that never happened or that was a phone call between Kevin and myself, we don't know what happened there. So it's all in one place, we're able to refer back to it as needed. Um, and then there's also things like file sharing. So sometimes there's big files, so maybe right. we use something Dropbox like- Dropbox is so yeah. nice for file sharing. Not only because it just gives you a place to put things, but it's that however the project is organized file-wise, everybody has that same level of organization which is really key in being organized and having very good com uh, communication and just being able to communicate well, right? So if I say the you know, non-disclosure agreement is in not only in Basecamp, but also in this specific uh, Dropbox folder, it's in that same folder for everybody. So it really synchronizes things and helps build the relationship. Again, eliminating that stress of, 
where is this that frustration that can come so easy when you feel lost yeah or having to like drive over a, a cd if they still do things like that of files to somebody i remember having to do that back in the day i'll mail you this thumb drive yeah that's just that's not helpful there's cost and time and stress involved that's just inefficient so i remember the days when you would build a website and you would put it on a cd-rom as a backup and give it to the customer that way they would have a backup of their website because there wasn't a really good way of doing that so we're not doing anything like that anymore there's everything can live up in the cloud per se yeah your backups and that's pretty funny <laughs> so yeah the so the other thing that we like to do is kind of designate which tools we want to use so again this isn't absolutely this isn't saying these are the perfect tools but what we try to do is pick common staples of tools for different skill sets so like we'll use an Adobe suite for design programs so um, this is really huge. I mean, this is important because you don't want people, one person using the metric system and then the other person using, is it the standard system, right? I can't forget the American standard. There's two different ratchet sets, right? Like we all want to be using the, the same tools. We want to be using the same sizes and stuff. So that's, that's really what we're trying to do there, right? We're trying to make sure that as um, the project and assets get moved from person to person, that everybody can access it using the same tools. Right. We just don't want any confusion. Again, confusion goes with worry. We don't want anything to do with that. So, yeah. you know, we had this situation before we had the document, and this is the time we discovered we really need to hone in what tools are being used. We were doing a design project. We had discussed, we want this in Photoshop. And this new tool had just come out with a design expert called Sketch. And Sketch is a good tool. To your point, like, it's not that one tool is better than the other one's right and wrong. It's just are we using the same tool is what we're trying yes. to do. And so they decided they want to try the new sketch tool anyways. They hand it off to us. We're like, we can't open this. So luckily sketch has, you know, a free version that we could use to look at it. And then we're like, we said Photoshop, they send us Photoshop, but it's not as good as the one in sketch. So I do you sketch. So it's just a huge mess. So that's why we have this in place. Yes. The huge mess. That's what we don't want. We don't exactly. want the anxiety um, unnecessarily within the relationship and the project that delays it, makes it inefficient, makes people unhappy. Because those are things that can easily be avoided by following a process of these are the tools that we think we should use that we agree upon upfront. And some of those can be discussions. Sometimes we've changed our mind about a tool as long as it makes sense to the overall scheme. That's a great example too of a refined experience. We're learning things, we're refining things yes. all along the way. Another thing, and Kevin, you can talk to this, we do um, development and live production servers. So why do we do that? That's a great question, Jeff. <laughs> uh, so the reason that we do that is that you don't want to approve things in a public environment where everybody in the world's looking at your new website, right? Like the most basic example is um, either, you know, you have a developer or, or team and they build your site and they put it online and they say, go check it out. You don't want that. There's very obvious what that problem exists on. You also don't want the scenario where the team comes to you and says, hey, here's my computer and they bring you the laptop or whatever it is to review with you. That's, that's just not ideal either. What you want is a system where, whether you're on the East Coast or the West Coast, you can all go to a single place and look at what's happening at specific milestones. And that's what the testing environment is, the staging environment is what we call it. And it's a, basically a place that when um, a milestone is completed, 
we're able to deploy that so you can review it, test it, and once that's done, then we can then either, if we're doing a phased approach, move that into production, or if it's not, move on to the next phase of that specific project. So it's not like an ongoing thing that I can just keep an eye on. It's more, yeah, it's not hey, it's a way ready to for micromanage. Yeah. yeah, it's not a way to micromanage. It's not a way to you know keep an eye on what's going on. Again, we want to build on trust. So there's a certain level of trust that we want to have where we're basically saying we're all experts here. We all have a role that we're entrusting each other with. So let's let's get that done. So it's not for that micromanagement. It's just for let's review these milestones. Right. And within that too, we have um, a thing that we call the 30-day guarantee. So once we've we've delivered or come to the conclusion of a project, we feel that it's you know it's 99%, if not more, done, and it's there and it's on live and production. So within that, we still want people to feel comfortable with what we've delivered and handed off to our clients. So we offer this window we call like a 30-day guarantee. But basically, it's and this is after testing and review. I mean, this is already after everybody said this is great. This isn't like your deadline's over, nothing's been tested. Ha ha ha! We're getting away with 30 days, right? Yes, exactly. That's a great point. This has already been approved. This is like signed off on. It's on live. It's done. It, everybody's happy. But we still just want to add another little buffer just in case there's something random that comes up. And it's more of a security to like know that we're trying to do the best work that we can and do excellent work for you. There's another piece of that, which is also, we want to add a little bit of encouragement to like, hey, really be sure that this is what you got. Because we don't want to get a phone call in six months or a year, which has happened. And, and as you know, technology and web and things like that change right, quickly. Change. If you're not making updates, you're not maintaining something, you're not paying right. attention, things will not always operate perfectly. Which is why you should have an ongoing relationship. You shouldn't just build a piece of technology and think it's going to continue to work. Yeah, you can't just sit on it for a long time. Apple releases a new version of their iPhone operating system every year. Right. And so those changes that the iPhone makes over time will break your application if you're not updating your iPhone app at the same time, at the same rate. So that's that's why that's not really the best line of thinking. But, you know, again, the 30 days is basically, hey, look at it, make sure, make sure you're happy that this is what you got. And if not, if there's bugs, is there something random, we will adjust it. No problem. Happy to help you there. And again, if we have an ongoing relationship, none of that's really valid because we're going to continue making those updates and changes as we go. Um, Things will get fixed, whatever it may be. Um, So there's another part of the working with RoboJuice that we need to talk about. And that's just basically what we call what does success look like and what does failure look like in the relationship. The fun conversation. Yeah. Fun because you get to talk about victory, but also fun because you have to talk about failure too. Right. And so all that is is basically when we work with experts, this is really more where this relates. If we have to engage experts to help us facilitate a really good plan for one of our clients. So if there's a falling short, we kind of map that out front and say, these are our expectations of the relationship. One of our values is delivering on time and delivering excellent work, those type of things. So if that ball gets dropped for any reason, we say up front to set expectations. If that happens, then we have to make adjustments. If that means finding another resource, if that means removing you as the resource, and having to implement a new solution, then we have to do that. And usually that involves compensation too. 
So if you haven't delivered the full thing that we've talked about or on time and at the level that we've requested and agreed upon in the scope of work, then we have recourse to say, no, that's not what we're going to do. We have to find a new solution now. So that leads us into point number five. And this is probably the most exciting to me because this is where the magic happens. This is all about planning, concepting, coding, testing that code, and then launching, you know, bringing out the champagne and the red velvet cake. Yes. And celebrating that launch. So that's what process is. You, you've heard this maybe in the past, talked uh, about in different ways. Maybe some people say discovering, then designing, developing, and then deploying. There's a, there's a lot of different ways to kind of twist it, uh, to, to skin it. But ultimately, we start with planning. Right. And, and the whole idea is now that we've kind of gotten through a lot of the checklist paperwork pieces, how we're going to work together in relationship, we have to talk about here's how you're going to feel comfortable. There's a process to facilitate the plan that we've given you. And so what you need to know and to feel less stress is where am I in the process? Okay. If I'm the designer working on the project, I know this is what I'm working on the design phase right now. And I've got this many weeks, whatever it is to do that. And then I'm going to turn it over for approval. The client's sitting there saying the project's in design phase for a few weeks. So what do they need from me? Maybe a few assets, but ultimately I'm going to have to approve it in a couple of weeks. That's what I know. So I'm comfortable. I'm not stressed out because I know where the project is in the process and I know when they need to engage me. If I'm the expert or if I'm the team member, I know what part of the process I'm involved in and when. When do you need me to help you with the process? So the whole point of it is that there's a plan to get the plan done. There's a process to get the plan done. Yep. That's, I think that's uh, just huge. I mean, once you're able to understand where you are in a project, the lever of comfort that you're able to have through the project is just going to be really solid. Because at the end of the day, things do come up, and it's nice to know that when those things come up, uh, there's, there's a system in place to help you move through. Right? Yeah, and you can adjust. So if there's something that comes up, takes a little bit longer, or throws a little wrench in, you know how to adjust the entire process because you already know what the full process is and the timeline and the mm -hmm. schedule and who's doing what when. It's also about, we talked about earlier, understanding roles, like who's doing what. Correct. I think uh, one of the key things that I think about when process is in play, the big component of it is understanding where we're going to go. Like for us, like the plan, what is the real problem? What's the vision? What's the mission that we're reaching for and how are we going to get there? And so if we have this process in place, we're more likely to get to what's actually needs to be met. Because typically it's not just, you know, maybe a step in the plan is we need more memberships for our site. But ultimately it's, hey, I want to solve this bigger problem, right? Right. So who's the villain? Who am I coming against as the hero, right? The client's the hero. They're coming in. They're taking on this villain. So we're, the process is there to help play out the real story, not just to do random things. Yes. We all know that we're working this plan. Yeah. And then the last piece that we have is a, is a document that we call technical specifications. And what we want to do there is just kind of document all the environmental type stuff that we have to encounter to facilitate in the process and the plan that we may encounter. So, hey, where are the passwords and usernames to these accounts? These pieces of software that we may have to use, the server, 
where's the domain name registered and do we have access to it? Where's the login to GoDaddy so that we can get that? Right, absolutely. And you know, that typically sets you up and the reason that's important is delegation, right? Like we don't just want these usernames and passwords. The reason this exists in the process is so that when the development team is out developing and then they need access to some maybe third parties, maybe you're using a MailChimp, right, for your email marketing or a Mailgun for your transactional emails, these kind of services that you use to kind of delegate um, so you're not building all these kind of email things from scratch for yourself, right, and shooting your cost through the roof. Your development team is going to want access, access to that before they come to that point in the project. Otherwise, things stall. And so the whole point of the tech spec document is to keep things moving on time by delegating things early. So that's the principle behind it. Yes. I mean, we know how it is. It just delays the project. And again, the bigger issue is it creates stress for the client or the expert or our team member if they don't have something or if they have to go find it or we're asking them to go find it because it doesn't exist. And now there's a delay and there's a stress point that was not expected. And Honestly, we've been in experiences where we've knocked out this document in one sitting. So we've, we've had a planning session with a client and within that planning session, we were able to make phone calls in that meeting or the right people were in the room. They sent us all the access points that we needed right in that meeting. So it was done in, in a, less than an hour and we walked out of that room and everybody had what they needed to go finish all the projects. So it was great. Yeah, excellent. Well, those are six things, right? We have non-disclosure, payments, scope, working with RoboJuice, which has a, a multitude of factors, the process, uh, which we could definitely spend a whole episode talking about just that kind of um, design, development, deployment, and all that good stuff there. And then, again, your tech specs. So those are the six things that we want to tackle when we're talking about onboarding. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you felt like you just got a lot of value, if you felt like you had any worry or any stress about the web before listening to this episode and now it's gone, we would love to see a five-star review from you on iTunes. We would really appreciate that. We would be super thankful. At RoboJuice, we make it our goal to come alongside you and give you the direction that you need by helping you establish a plan so you can be successful on the web. So that goes far beyond just doing a social media campaign or building a website. We wanna help you establish a solid plan that's not just gonna make you successful today, but also further down the line in the future. So if you're interested in creating a plan that's gonna help map you to success, whatever your vision or your mission is for your business. We want to help you get there and you can talk to us. We'd love to hear from you at robojuice.com. That's robojuice.com. Again, thank you so much for listening to the show and I hope you have a good one.